Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show. Ten years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show. I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Listen, two things. First up, right out of the gate, I'm listening to the entrance. And I'm realizing that we've got to reach out to Brian Thomas this week, who's the voice for that introduction, because this coming week will be our 11th anniversary. That's a big deal. That's crazy. It's 11. That's a lot. That's that's a lot of time. Listen, on on a more fun note, folks, you got to picture this. So we've got this text system set up, like so many people do. It's Ludwig, Miles, and I, and we use typically use it for. Show notes. We're trading what things do we want to talk about on the air of the coming episode. Well, the last two or three days have been, how would you describe it, Ludwig? (laughs) (laughs) You ever seen that reel where the two old guys are out fighting in front of the nursing home and they both fall down? Well, (laughs) that's what it looked like. Yeah, you know. You know, Lud was Lud was silent until I called him out. Yeah, he was. He was afraid to get into the. No, listen. First of all. I I'm usually am just a spectator in that because it's fun to watch you two guys go at it. Plus, I was in a class teaching kids. Well, <laughs> you should have used that to help them understand. Yeah, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, folks, you got to picture that. Now, if you were just somebody like Ludwig, please don't be somebody like Ludwig. But if you happen to be someone like Ludwig and you're watching the text exchange, if you don't know Miles Bauer and I, you think, wow, these guys are at war. They're going after each other. Is that what you thought, that we were in a heated conflict? Well, yeah, and then I got in and was like, I'm in a heated conflict. So here's what you go. Well, that's because we turned our guns on you. We've done that to people before. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> it's like brothers. We can do it to each other, but the moment you step in on us, we're coming at you. But what you got a picture, folks, what you got a picture, I'm telling you, if you didn't know us, you'd think, holy smokes. But what you got to picture is if, if you could do like the old days where they'd show on the TV screen, that person's over there, and, they, and then you get to see their facial expressions and all that, then you'd be laughing at both of us because I, I'm going to say this to him, watch his face here. Okay. <laughs> so, But listen, the topic of it, we got it, we've got to jump into it. And so, in fact, folks, just to do the inset, Brian, who's our producer or board operator, he had to shut us up because we were doing the show before the show uh, and still engaged in the same debate we were having via text. So they remove uh, the speaker, McCarthy. Miles, you're excited about that. Exactly. I'm not. Neither. I know. I know, but here's the thing. You're, you're, <laughs> my problem isn't him. I Listen, I, I, I was apathetical to the person to McCarthy in the first place. I never went, ah, he's another Newt Gingrich, because he's not. He just isn't. What he is, is he's a fundraising machine. And what we need, in my view, is a fundraising machine. The problem that, in my view, Miles, and I need you to correct me, do it live on the air, take me to school, because when, when I look at those roles, I don't see them as ideological chairs. I see those titles as functional 
And so like we talked about before the show went live, it takes the average American citizen that's not engaged. We're all policy wonks. Most of the people that listen to this show, both left and right, by the way, are policy wonks. But the folks that are not, they're busy raising their kids, paying taxes, going to work, doing the things that life is about. Man, it takes 60 and six zero. It takes 60 impressions for somebody to, to, for the average citizen to remember a candidate's name, not their party, not their ideology, not if they're left, right, squishy, far left, far, none of those things. 60 impressions just to remember the name. And we're in media, the three of us, we are in media. We know going in, this is crazy money. It's outrageous money. So when I look at the Speaker of the House, Miles, you and I are always on the same page ideologically. Mechanically, right. mechanically, not so much. Because we see different paths to the same end result. And maybe I got to tell you, I think that's what's made our friendship so strong. And it's right. also great for this radio show because we get to be both sides of it. I'm not calling you fringe right nutcase. Well, you do call me establishment now and then. Wait a minute. <laughs> I call him that, though. Yeah, I'm just telling you. It takes the money. So rather than me saying, there you go, establishment, more money, I look to the public. That's where I put the fault on it. In all of the time that we've had the debate on this show over my view that I blame it on we the people, I've been doing that for 11 years now, coming up next week, exactly 11. And by the way, I love America and Americans. So please don't put a negative scope on this. I'm just being candid with you. 60 impressions times all of the candidates that are going to be running in our primary and then the general. You start adding up all that money. Holy macaroni. So I look at those chairs. I've been a chair. Miles, you love to call me former chair. I'm right. glad to be a former chair right now because I would not want to be part of the current New Republican Party. It is an absolute ideological train wreck because they're fighting with each other rather than our opposition. That's numbskull thinking. I'm just telling you. And it's like the Trump thing. Are you an always Trumper or a never Trumper? Folks, I'm not always or never anything. I want the best person for the job, period. Miles, school me on it. Where am I wrong? Dude, Okay, one, you're you are we're a cruiser. You are a cruiser. I am a cruiser. We'll I, a cruiser. I, I confess I was a cruiser. By the way, and, and I'm I'm I've not endorsed in this race. I'm I don't know that I'm going to. If somebody put a gun in my ear and said you must endorse, it wouldn't be Trump. It would probably be DeSantis, but that's not an endorsement. I would be really, really weak in that statement. I'm not dude, sold on dude, any dude, of them. He is so he has no <laughs> passion. I get it. I listen. And I and, and he's no I, Ronald, I don't he's no I, Ronald I, Reagan. I do not hate him. Yep. But I keep wanting to go there and he just gives me nothing. I get it. I truly I truly I get it. But listen, I shared with you folks this morning some clip that was going around on Facebook and via email where some PAC organization in the state of Michigan has now come out and endorsed Donald Trump to be the next speaker. 
I'm going, those people are moronic. So that's just stupid. I got a question. Are we looking at retail politicians or we want results in politicians? I would tell me the difference. Well, retail politician, Donald Trump. He's a retail guy. Yeah. I think you got to be both. No, he's got, I think he's got both policy. He does good on the policy stuff too. He does but okay on policy. He's retail. He comes out, he makes you feel good, hugs the flag, tells you great, make America great, and does all that good stuff, makes people feel good. Then he does the policy stuff. DeSantis is trying the retail stuff. He's an introvert. It's been stated. He's an introvert. He's trying to be more retail, but he's politic. The, he's the policy politician. He's a policy You're one. going to get the policies. He's now, a, he's a policy I one. do think that when he walks into a room uh, as a former military officer, he's going to get stature and respect that way to a president. He was a lawyer. Wasn't he just a, I don't want to say uh, just. He was in the JAG, but he was also in, I uh, believe, Fallujah alongside the SEALs. Not alongside them. He was a lawyer for SEALs. But he was uh, in Fallujah. Uh, he was not a combat veteran. He was not with this. I've looked it up, so don't don't try to school me on this. No, I, this is what he said the other I day. I know in the what debate. he said. I know what he, he was said. there. So. And listen, I, I don't like, know what that means. I like him, but I'm the same way with him or anybody else. I am not going to oversell them. I like almost let me underline it almost everything that Trump did in office. So when you hear me now, don't think I'm dismissing those things. But listen, he's almost eighty. Let's be real. There are things that we've got to factor in, and I might be on the Trump train before this is over with. I'm not there yet, though, Miles Bauer. So listen, we're Thank you. <laughs> we've got to go to a break, but I'm going to guess, folks, we're going to pick that debate up when we come right back. Ludwig, what's your question? My question is to Miles, really, uh, are you about retail politics or policy politics? Because from what I can see historically, Reagan was retail and policy. Before that, I don't really know. I mean, Nixon wasn't, I mean, he lost the first pres- presidency run against Kennedy because of retail. Because he looked like he was sick and washed out. Yeah, but really since Clinton, Clinton, young guy, our city hall, Plays the sax, wins the race. George Bush, young guy, people liked him, wins the race. Obama, young, well-spoken guy, wins the race. Trump, way more retail than Clinton, wins the race. Biden, people liked Biden, his smiles. Uncle Joe wins the race. This is going to shock you, but I don't agree with about half your appraisals. Right. I'm just, Miles, am I... (laughs) Was Obama Obama way nicer than McCain? What blood... I have disagreed with both of you no. on the air for many years. <laughs> I don't care if you guys don't want to have a beer with Trump. Right. But what Trump's delivering is good. I Listen, I agree with a lot of the results of his administration. And in fact, yeah. we got to at least touch on it. We're watching this past business week where the Biden administration is tripping all over them. In fact, it's in show notes here. Where the, where the Biden administration is tripping all over themselves. Uh, in fact, the actual caption, Biden approves new section of border wall as Mexico crossings rise. And when, and when we say rise, we're over 9 million now. 9 million, that's more than the population. More than the population of the state of Michigan have illegally crossed the southern border 
just during his administration uh, that we know of. You realize Biden said he does not want to do it still. He said, I don't want the wall. I have to. And then he says, it's un-American, it's, it's racist. He called it all kind of names. Then he's got to do the wall. And then they double back because they immediately got pounded. Well, we got to do the wall because Trump built it into the financing in 2019, which is, by the way, let's assume for a moment that that's true, which not. Yes, Trump did do that. And by the way, Miles, that's one of the points on your side of this debate. Trump did do it, thank God. But that's not why they're doing it. Why they're doing it is twofold. First off, the cities on the East Coast are having a fit over what's going on with what's happening on the south southern border. Chicago. Oh, dude, East Coast? East Coast. Even, even my governor is losing his mind. Right. Now, I go, to, I go to Walmart this past week with my wife. She goes inside. I wait in the parking lot. I'm watching in the parking lot. I get out of the car and go inside to help her. The reason I did that is there were six, six busloads of illegal migrants being dropped at Walmart. Folks, we're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now, here's the idiocy. That's idiocy. No, but it's causing, oh, hang on, before you go, my other point was, other than the fact that Democratic governors and mayors are absolutely stroking out over the effect of this because they were only supposed to stay west of Mississippi. Think about what I just said for me. That's not me. That's me parroting them. The other reason that they're doing it is that we're sliding into an election cycle. Yeah. And they have to make this not an issue because they're going to lose on this issue. Now, Lud, go ahead. Yeah, because two out of ten agree with what's going on at the border. Two out of ten is not bad if you're a Democrat. That's 20% if you're not good at math. But about 100% of the media agrees with anything that they do, and it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. So here's the idiocy and all. No, but, but Lud. Think about it. There are sections of O'Hare you can't go to anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've been, I've been watching all about this. This is insane. And this is where the idiocy part comes. The, the New York City mayor is going to go down to Guatemala, Central America, Mexico, and tell them, listen, we're full. You guys got to stop sending your people here. Oh, good luck with that. But at the same time, he's going back to New York City and saying, we are a refugee home. Right. You're welcome here. We're not going to throw you out. Right. He is trying to have it both ways. You can't. Right. He is trying to have it both ways. You, so you're going down there and saying we can't, we're full. Right. And then you're coming back here politically. Right. Because humanitarily, you're saying the right thing. Americanly, you're saying the right thing down there. Then you're coming back here politically to 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 uh, make the left happy. Right. And saying, well, they can still come. But listen, they've got a major crime problem going on. Have you everywhere. heard about the Navy Army game? I have. They're kicking all the vets out of their reservations at the hotels. Right. This game's been going on for 119 years. Right. And they're kicking the vet reservations out right. so that because they're full with illegal immigrants. Right. So your veterans who come to this game, which means they're cadets of those two schools, are no longer going to be able to go to this game or have a weekend like they normally do right. because the illegal immigrants. Plus, who's paying for those hotels? The government. Right. Which means they went to the hotels and paid more than the rate to get those those rooms. But think about what we've got going on in total in the United States. In the capital of our union of states, think about this for a second. In the capital of our union of states, they're a little bit north of 760 carjackings this year. We're only three fiscal quarters into it. They've got a full fiscal quarter to go, and they've already beat three years in a row for carjackings combined 
They're north of 760 carjackings. Let's be clear. That's not where someone stole it out of your driveway while you were sleeping. That's where they stuck a, a, a weapon of some kind, forcibly removed you from your vehicle, and took off with it. One was a That's in our capital. One was a Democratic congressman, too. A congressman. Yeah. 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 I, I tell you that. That is the thing I love. And then... When they talked to him afterward, he kind of wrote it off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I still defund the police. They don't want to defund the police. Yeah. But he won't park his car there. So they're asking Biden if he's comfortable parking his Corvette down in Washington, D.C. Think about where we're at as a country culturally. That's the problem I get in all these. And I am a policy wonk. So when we're off arguing about Trump or DeSantis, whether it's McCarthy or whomever we're going to replace yeah, we're him with. fractions of percents there. The difference. We're, we're splitting hairs. Yeah. We really are. When I look at the House in total, I think you're not going to get a conservative elected in that House. But that causes me to say that is the House of the people. Those people didn't steal those chairs. So I look back at the people again. And, Miles, it reminds me of you and I going on a summer high school trip, late 70s, and I passed it, but boy, was this a different era. I passed the Anheuser-Busch, the big A sign. You right. remember me, I'm driving. I got to get close to Anheuser-Busch. I want to see the big A, the Clydesdales. I got off the wrong exit, folks. It was like, and I'm talking in the 70s, it was like going to worse than a third world nation. There were bombed out homes, houses with walls gone out of them, bombed out. And that was 40 some years ago. And I use that as an example to say, none of this is ever about looking at our culture to say, what's wrong? Folks, we've got a problem. We've got faith under attack. And by the way, I don't care what your faith is. Human nature demands people have faith. It just does. Your family, the families are falling apart. Pre-COVID, post-COVID, I don't care how great your family is. Families are different in America, pre-COVID versus post-COVID. And they weren't exactly what they used to be pre, pre-COVID. Yeah. Miles, I only interject that because all of these political things, they're all reflections of who we are as a people, and that scares the bejeebers out of so, me. So real quick, I was getting my haircut this week, and the lady— I was going to mention that. <laughs> what size bowl do they use? It's small. <laughs> the lady cuts it. Her her husband, her husband's family's from Mexico. The Jethro Bodine bowl. It's nice. She does great. Yeah, I see that. She's from McAllen, Texas, obviously of uh, Mexican descent. You know, back when we used to put this on on cable TV, we would have had a lot of people laughing right now. Man, you <laughs> had people asking who this lady was. She does such a good job. Yeah. yeah. So she was from McAllen, Texas, obviously Mexican descent. I don't know what generation. Her husband, uh, his family's from Mexico, so she had mentioned that she took care of her mother-in-law. She went back to Mexico to see the rest of her other family. And I and she wants to move back south at some point with her husband. And I said, Oh, where you know, probably where to? And she's like, Well, not McAllen. I'm like, What do you mean? She goes, Well, it's grown and the culture is just way different now. And she's like, You know, it's like Grand Rapids, it's big in city. And I'm like, Oh, okay, so it's too big of a city. She goes, No, no, just the culture is too many like people like Ecuadorians and all these uh, immigrants that if you like wave to them, they might take it the wrong way. And it's scary. Yeah, I'm like, Wow, isn't that a statement that is that racism, by the way? No. Because that felt like racism to me. No, not yeah. at all. But it felt like was I, realism. I <laughs> yeah. It felt like realism to me. Ah, listen, folks, we've got to go to a break. We'll, <laughs> we'll be right back.
Folks, I am Mike Hewitt, and my co-hosts star Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. I tell you that just in case, for some unknown reason, you're just tuning in. With that, I've also got to brag like I often do right now at this spot in the show. I am broadcasting, we are broadcasting from our flagship station at WHTC Holland, Michigan, 1450 AM, 99.7 FM. We are on the shores of Lake Michigan. I got to tell you, fall is right on the doorstep. It is beautiful in our area, but we're on a whole bunch of affiliates across a number of states. If you're hearing us on an affiliate somewhere outside of Michigan, I got to tell you, you're listening to a fine radio station. We appreciate them and we appreciate you. Thank you very much. Ludwig, will you mop up your mess that we found you in right before we went to break? That you guys were laughing at? (laughs) We're still laughing. I thought it was ironic. You better tell us this racist story again. <laughs> yeah. It's a Mexican-American woman. Yes. Married a Mexican man. Yep. Who I'm assuming is American now. His fa- half of his family still lives in Mexico. Yep. She won't move back to her hometown that she was born and raised in because now she's afraid if she waves to somebody, it might be seen as not culturally right and offensive because there's a lot of Ecuadorians and other South Americans there, and it's scary to her. Scary to wave? Yes, that the, any kind of gesture that you would make, like waving or something else, could be considered uh, offensive and does that you a, hurt. All jokes aside, is that a cultural thing that you don't wave in those countries? I don't know. I don't either. I, but the, the fact that she thought this might be an issue was, all, it was similar to watching some of the black Chicagoans this weekend Screaming how they're treated less than than illegal immigrants now, yet they're still going to vote 96% for Democrats. But in fairness to that position, at least, not the Democrat vote, because frankly, folks, I don't understand that, but that's for another show. But we've been talking about the other part for almost the entire length of this show, watching the illegal migrants being first Obama and now Biden inviting, literally marketing in those countries to get them to come to the United States, passing out pamphlets on how to access our social network, doing it for votes. Some folks would say that because we are either aborting or simply not having enough children to replace our numbers, that the folks, the establishment, Miles Bauer, the establishment that does not want a shrinking government will do anything to keep the numbers of population where it is or greater, and that's how they can keep our grossly bloated Government grossly bloated. I would go back though. And I there's some even, truth to that. Would you even say Bush somewhat promoted it? Bush still does. Yeah, through the work permit. D- GW is still out there going. We need more, not less. Yeah. But he's doing it. He's one of the people that are on board with the idea that says we're either not having enough or we're aborting to the point where our population is not replacing itself. Which they can point that at the point of it's a man, Roe right? versus Wade that. The, the population has declined significantly since that point. Uh, yeah, but it's been, listen, I'm about as pro-life as you can get. Having said that, I also recognize that the war against traditional family mm-hmm. is lowering the numbers. Yeah. The, the birth rate numbers are down. Traditional family, the concept of it is in dire straits. If you get on your, whatever your ver- version of uh like loop net looking for commercial property and put in special special purpose buildings, 
if you did this three years ago, you would hard press to find a church. Now, if you do it, you'll find churches all over most major states. Michigan, for certain. Illinois, absolutely. Churches have gone out of business. I tell you that because all of these things are the backdrop to the argument, the friendly debate that Miles and you and I were having over leadership in the House of Representatives. Well, let me ask you a question on that, though. Do you think that's a loss of religion? Or do you think that's a shift to the what they call these mega churches? Because I, no, I, I do see a lot of those growing exponentially. They've always been they've always been evangelist style churches. Yeah, always have been. Church numbers, attendees are down. Okay. Folks that acknowledge a faith, forget the faith. By the way, I'm not even saying this faith or that faith. Forget the faith. The folks, and by the way, atheism is a faith. Yeah, you believe in nothing, so you believe yeah, in something. But you do believe in that, but they don't count those folks. Yeah. And it is a faith. You don't have any more evidence than I do, but you believe in it, and God bless you. I'm only talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't say did that. Did he really just say that? I did. <laughs> uh, but I'm telling you, all those numbers are down. So it doesn't matter whether we're talking about scouts, the Masonic movement, Masonic Lodge mm-hmm. I talk about. It doesn't matter what organization yeah, we're looking at. Yeah, club memberships are down everywhere. All of them are down, but the population's changed dramatically. So we can't be in shock and awe, to use GW's term, when we look at Washington and D.C. as a government and say, wow, that's changed a lot. It has changed. But the reason I brought up the Anheuser-Busch thing from the late 70s was to point out that it isn't like it suddenly got rotten. This apple has been rotting for a long time. LBJ? Little brown jug. No, no. Like, back he, to LBJ. Way, LBJ was a raging pervert, by the way. But it go back to for, him, though? For another show. I think it goes further back than him. I think it goes back to Woodrow Wilson. I would, I would tell you that from the end of the Civil War, even behind Woodrow Wilson, how we changed education came out of a progressive movement in the mid-1800s. They, they look to Europe and say, and they, they literally did this. They look to Europe and say, how do they get all those people just to go left? You say go left, they go left. Go right, go right. How do they get them just to follow directions like that? How do they get a whole population with no critical thinking skills? They look to Europe. We want that education system because our industrialists, I'm pointing my fingers now, they wanted lever pullers and button pushers, and that's what they got. And now, folks to Miles's point, are saying enough. Yeah. They're angry, and I don't blame them. Well, if you look through history, there's a revolution in every type of empire or I've been hearing country. that word a lot lately, too. There's always a revolution. Empire. Oh, no, it was emperor. Sorry, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of all this that I'm talking about, Miles Bauer? Well, even though Lud likes to point fingers at us baby boomers, yep. <laughs> but, but when you look at the evolution of Gen X, Gen Y, and Gen Z. I mean, is there not a better example as to how we got where we are today? Who, who raised them? I Listen, as Lud is one of the only things that you actually say that's correct. Because when I look around to find fault, and Miles, I'll talk with you because you're the mature one of the three of us. When I look around to say, where's the fault? My primary, my my exhibit A is Ludwig. Our generation made Ludwig. What were we thinking? You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. Hey, yeah, you guys are the mature ones, yet you're having poking, prodding, like, two 13-year-old text messages. 
Oh, well, I, I got to tell you, <laughs> just because you're not mature enough to join in. Yeah, I was going to say, unless I shouted you out, you wouldn't even got into that. Yeah, then he felt like he was being called a sissy. Is that, was. Is that politically correct to call you a sissy? No, that's not. Yes, I'm okay with no, that. No, I'm offended. <laughs> I'm going to go over in the corner here for about 30 seconds and get recomposed. Get a hold of your cancel culture. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I'll get on, I'll get on X and let them all know. Uh, Putin puts the fear of World War III into every Russian with a nationwide defense drills in desperate bid to frighten people into supporting Ukraine war. Is that a fair capsulation of what he did? Yeah. He had them all doing like, reminded me of being in the, in the elementary school in the 60s when they had us down out in the hallway with our with our head down between our knees and our hands over wow. our head and all the lights off. And we went through all of those things Maintain in the 60s. power through fear. It is about fear. It's how you raise capital. Yeah. It's, that's what I took it at. Yeah. I mean, um, well, think about all the capital raised during World War II, what they show before movies, propaganda skit. Things. But what got me on that is as soon as I got done reading those articles, then I the next day or so thereafter, I got my text U.S. Uh, civil defense warning. Oh, God, yeah. So at the same time, U.S. and Russia, to hold nationwide emergency alert drills, they did it on the same day. I find that stuff fascinating. I do. I don't know what to make of it, but it's to me it's fascinating. Should we still be supporting the Ukraine thing? No, we shouldn't have been in the first place. It's a 500-year-old war. What do you think, Miles? Both sides are corrupt. Well, no, we'll come back to that. Yowzers, folks, we've got to go to a break. We'll be right back. Man, I'm telling you, folks, that last break just snuck right up on us. Ludwig, you were right on the verge of going on the attack. Is that what I saw? Oh, yeah. Go. Let it happen. Miles, should we be giving money to Ukraine still? No, we shouldn't. So you can't support Trump then? Uh, I didn't think Trump was supporting Oh, yeah, he supported the Ukrainian to, thing. Uh, the U, U, uh, Ukraine. Yeah, because when yep. DeSantis came out against it, everybody buried DeSantis on that. How dare he? He said don't fund it, and he didn't know anything about economic policy. Okay, well then, Lud, I will openly come out and disagree with Trump if he agreed with aid. So you're a never-Trumper then? No, I'm not a never-Trumper. <laughs> Oh my I, God. Dude, dude, I I was back today when you were a milky toast cruiser. <laughs> cruiser, welcome to the team. <laughs> yeah. Miles, you had to see his excitement when we had to go to break because he was he thought and I is, is this checkmate? Yes, checkmate. Yeah, 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 I got him. I knew the answer. <laughs> and I knew the answer was gonna come out to be the <sighs> truth. No, so, listen. I think I think Trump will end up switching on it anyways. I, I'm actually actually I was shocked in the first place he was for it. Listen, I got nasty grams from this radio show from some folks on the left. I'm going to guess maybe some establishment hacks. When I in the very beginning of that, when we started funneling money through, and I came out against funding money. I mean, I had on the show's Facebook page artist work of. The Russian-Ukrainian wars going on 
16th, 15th century, 14th century? How long do do we think that battle's going to last? So now we're $80 billion into a fight that's been going on for centuries. Both sides are corrupt. They're just abs- Who trusts either side? So $80 billion we've given to Ukraine. We can't, think about this next statement, we can't account for a single penny of $80 billion. And I look to Chicago. No, Mike, it, it isn't even 80. I think it's $120 billion now. And that's not even counting the private contributions. And if, right? some, if someone wants to throw their money in a mud puddle, God bless them. But do not extort my taxes from me and send it to somebody that cut my throat for a dollar. And what's said it's months after we left $100 billion with equipment in Afghanistan. More than the entire British military owns, we left on the ground in Afghanistan. Yeah, we could just transfer it over and you think, And you think to yourself, this is how I think. This is where I'm making a mistake, probably. Maybe that, Miles, maybe that's what makes me establishment to ask this question. I think to myself, self, what kind of people, electorate, voters, would elect a government that would do these kind of things? I don't care if it's a D or an R or a DeSantis or a Trump. I don't care about names. I don't care about partisanship. What kind of people allows their government to do this? Well, I think what might be worse is not only a government to do it once, but to do it multiple times. You guys witnessed Vietnam, the exit, and the mess that was, and them throwing air uh, helicopters off ships to be able to leave port. And we, want, we, we were able to witness that again. How was that able to happen more than once in e- our lifetime? Each time that they do that, though, they rationalize the math to say it's more expensive to bring it home, except for two factors. First off, it shouldn't be there in the first place. Second off, what does it cost you to fight your own equipment later? Because you absolutely will be fighting your own equipment later. Yeah. They never do that part of the math equation. Yep. I don't know, Miles Bauer. Um, we got to move because we're running close on time. American Apocalypse 71. Speaking of the nasty attitude, you're her flame for me for a minute. Uh, Mike. Yeah. Mike, before you move on. Yep. You heard about Biden's gonna forgive what was it nine billion in student loans? I did hear about that. Yep. Okay, so Lud, help me. Is that gonna help or reduce inflation? Well, it would do neither. It's going to increase it. It's going to increase inflation. Dude, it is going to it is going to totally increase yeah. in but, in inflation. Uh, well, right. there's two concerns. There, there there are two concerns on why they want to do this. Number one is they're afraid that if they start making the payments, that we'll see a reduction in the CPI because consumers will stop spending because now they're switching their they're they're spending from buying things to paying bills. That's one reason. There's logic in that. Two. No, there's not. But, but, there's, but there is logic. No, they're still spending. It's not spending is spending. Well. Uh, One's contributing to GDP, one's not. There's logic. I can see the logic. On Doesn't mean I agree of, with it. On a piece of paper, not yes. in the economy for real. Exactly. I agree. I can see the logic. I don't agree with it. Yep. Number two, the main reason, what's in about a year? Okay. That's all it's about. What's in a year? Uh, that's a, this is an election game. Yeah. The fund, the student loans, the border wall, both those things yep. are about elections. So if you don't have $9 billion to gift to somebody and trade for votes, 
Where do you get $9 billion to buy votes with Miles Bauer? Where does a, where does a, a country, where does Biden come up with $9 billion that he does not have? No, I know. And Mike, this is what you and I have been talking about since um, COVID. Yep. And what you were saying that the COVID payments are going to create inflation, which we didn't have back in the day. Right. Which now we have. And now all of these guys do are come up with policies that create more inflation. Miles, we have bigger concerns with inflation even more than this $9 billion. Number one, we have a two trillion dollars spending uh, right. a deficit. That's an additional two trillion dollars being put into the economy somewhere. Right. Whether it's in, in financial payments or government investment, there's somewhere there's two trillion dollars being put in the economy. Additional. So that is a good increase in inflation. But, but they don't have any of those money, and so what happens, folks, is that they print more money. Yeah, which then also increases inflation. Okay. Now, but keep it in mind. Let me just stay with the nine billion for a minute, mm-hmm. only because it's such a small number. We can get our head around. Yeah, it. nine billion compared to two trillion. It's a way smaller. The cost number. of the administration to gift the nine billion is almost the same. Mm-hmm. Then you add in the cost of printing and distribution of those fake fiat dollars yeah. that are representative of nothing. Once you get past all of that, keeping in mind. The the last figure figure I saw, the federal government operates on an eighty seven percent administrative fee structure. So for every dollar we're talking about, you got an, that <laughs> eighty seven cents of it goodness is goes to the process that they're using, folks. This is insanity. It isn't even a question of do I want someone to get the money or not. It's crazy talk. Yeah, I would say it's several times the nine billion to generate and distribute the nine billion. It's probably a multiple of ten. The cost will cost is probably a multiple of ten. Probably costs about ninety and mil- so billion what, dollars. So what happens is that if you had ten dollars in your pocket and nothing is increased except for now you have twenty, f- folks, it's called inflation. Yeah, it's more dollars than there are products. Yep, it just doesn't work, and the people that pay for it the deepest are the exact, it goes to something you said earlier about folks, that, in fact, you were talking about black voters mm-hmm. that are 90-plus percent voting for Democrats that specifically put them in education's harm's way, safety for their family harm's way, and it's those folks, folks not, and by the way, not just black when I couple that, I'm saying the, the, the folks in total that are the most destitute are the specifically the people that are hurt most by these free things from a government that doesn't have the money and charges 87% administrative fees to, to conjure up fake money. Folks, this is this hurts everybody. Well, here's the other part to this inflation problem that we're not even looking at is the interest rate. So while interest rates have went up to help curb the problem, and it has slowed down the, the amount of money being put into the economy through lending, the prices of goods have not went down. So what will happen is when the lending interest rates go down, the prices of goods will be at the same price. People will start buying again, which will then jack those prices up, which then will immediately cause inflation again. So next week, we're almost out of time. Yeah. Next week, our anniversary show. Yeah. And my first celebration of Saratoga Day. Are you excited? I can't wait. I'm telling what do you. I wear? Like, what do I drink? What do I... Do I buy anything? Not a toga. Nobody wants to see you 
Anatoga. Oh, I don't know if I've worn like a sorry <laughs> Anatoga. That'd give everybody a nightmare. Yowzers. Why? Be like Animal House, the movie Animal House. I think you could qualify for that. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. Next week's anniversary show, Anna and I'm, I'm literally going to launch Saratoga Day. I can't wait to do the so- social media. Do we get a gift or anything? You. We're going to give you away. Sweet. We're going to set it up. Phone calls. You know, Ludwig is for the first phone call or something like that. All right. Well, Miles, I started to Better ask for early. a fee or something, but I thought, well, we'll, we'll be stuck with them if we charge anything. Listen, folks, please, please, please be safe. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week.